Welcome back to the MedBullet Step 1 podcast. In this episode, we go over the topic of female reproductive anatomy from the reproductive section on MedBullets.com. Let's start this topic with a brief overview of female reproductive anatomy. Let's first talk about ligaments in the female reproductive anatomy. Ligaments include the broad ligament of the uterus, the round ligament of the uterus, the cardinal ligament of the uterus, the sacrospinous ligament, the ovarian ligament, and the suspensory ligament of the ovary. The broad ligament of the uterus connects the uterus, the fallopian or the uterine tubes, and the ovaries to the lateral walls and floor of the pelvis. The mesosalpinx is a subdivision of the broad ligament that suspends the fallopian or the uterine tubes. The mesovarium is a subdivision of the broad ligament that suspends the ovaries. And then you also have something called the mesometrium that is also involved as part of the broad ligament of the uterus. Next up, the round ligament of the uterus connects the fundus of the uterus to the labia majora. The round ligament of the uterus is within the broad ligament. It enters the deep ring, passes through the inguinal canal, and exits the superficial ring. It is a derivative of the lower part of the gubernaculum. The cardinal ligament of the uterus is also known as the transverse cervical or Mackenrod's ligament of the uterus. It connects the cervix and lateral parts of the fornix of the vagina to the lateral pelvic walls. It also contains the uterine artery and vein. The uterine artery branches via the anterior division of the internal iliac artery. The sacrospinous ligament connects the ischial spine to the sacrum and lies superior to the pudendal nerve, which originates from the spinal cord levels S2 to S4. Note that a pudendal nerve block is administered through the sacrospinous ligament. The ovarian ligament connects the ovary to the uterus. And finally, the suspensory ligament of the ovary connects the ovary to the lateral walls of the pelvis. The suspensory ligament of the ovary contains the ovarian artery and vein, nerves, and lymphatics. Note that the ovarian artery branches via the abdominal aorta. Let's now talk about the pouches of the pelvis in the female reproductive anatomy. These include the vesicouterine pouch and the rectouterine pouch of Douglas. The vesicouterine pouch is a peritoneal sac between the bladder and the uterus. The rectouterine pouch of Douglas is a peritoneal sac between the uterus and the rectum. It lies behind the posterior fornix of the vagina. It is the lowest portion of the peritoneal cavity. Note that caldocentesis is aspiration of fluid from the rectouterine pouch by a needle puncture of the posterior fornix of the vagina. Let's now talk about the blood supply in relation to the female reproductive anatomy. In terms of arterial supply, the ovarian artery passes just over the ureter. This is often referred to as bridge over troubled waters. In terms of venous drainage, the left ovarian vein drains into the left renal vein, which then drains into the inferior vena cava. The right ovarian vein directly drains into the inferior vena cava. Let's now get into the lymphatic drainage in a little bit more detail. In terms of lymphatic drainage, you would have lumbar or paraaortic lymph nodes, superficial inguinal lymph nodes, internal iliac or hypogastric lymph nodes, external iliac or obturator lymph nodes, and the sacral lymph nodes. The lumbar or paraaortic lymph nodes drain the ovary and the fundus of the uterus. The superficial inguinal lymph nodes drain the vulva and the superior lateral uterus via the round ligament of the uterus. The internal iliac or hypogastric lymph nodes drain the upper vagina, middle vagina, body of the uterus, and the cervix. 
the external iliac or the obturator lymph nodes, drain the upper vagina, body of the uterus, and cervix. And finally, the sacral lymph nodes drain the lower vagina. Okay, so now that we've gone over the major points about this topic, let's go over a few questions to apply the information and get a sense of how this topic has been tested on past exams. First question. A 26-year-old woman presents to her primary care physician for five days of increasing pelvic pain. She says that the pain has been present for the last two months, however it has become increasingly severe recently. She also says that the pain has been accompanied by unusual heavy menstrual periods in the last few months. Physical exam reveals a mass in the right adnexa, and ultrasonography reveals a 9cm right ovarian mass. If this mass is surgically removed, which of the following structures must be diligently protected? 1. Cardinal ligament of the uterus. 2. External iliac artery. 3. Internal iliac artery. 4. Ovarian ligament. Or 5. Ureter. And the correct answer choice is answer choice 5, ureter. This patient who is undergoing surgical excision of the ovary will need to have the corresponding ovarian artery ligated. The ureter crosses just under the artery and must be protected during dissection. Remember, the paired ovarian arteries arise from the abdominal aorta around the level of the L2 vertebra. After emerging from the aorta, each artery travels inferior laterally until it enters the suspensory ligament of the ovary. During this course, it will cross just over the ureter, which is running inferomedially towards the trigone of the bladder. This relationship can be remembered as a, quote, bridge over troubled waters. Finally, the artery enters the mesovarium and anastomoses with the uterine artery in the broad ligament. Let's now review the incorrect answer choices. Answer choice 1, the cardinal ligament of the uterus, connects the cervix to the lateral pelvic walls and it contains the uterine artery, however it is not related to the ovarian artery. Answer choice 2, the external iliac artery, branches from the common iliac artery and runs laterally, however the artery arises after the ovarian artery has entered the suspensory ligament and is not immediately adjacent to the structure. Answer choice 3, the internal iliac artery gives rise to numerous branches that supply the uterus such as the uterine artery. However, it only has indirect contact with the ovarian artery through anastomosis in the broad ligament. And finally, answer choice 4, the ovarian ligament connects the ovary to the uterus. The ovarian artery runs instead in the suspensory ligament of the ovary. In summary, the ureter runs right underneath the ovarian artery during its course and should be protected during dissection. Next question. A 60-year-old postmenopausal female presents to her gynecologist with vaginal bleeding. Her last period was over 10 years ago. Dilation and curatage reveals endometrial carcinoma, so she is scheduled to undergo a total abdominal hysterectomy and bilateral salpingo-oophorectomy. During surgery, the gynecologist visualizes paired fibrous structures arising from the cervix and attaching to the lateral pelvic walls at the level of the ischial spines. Which of the following vessels is found within each of the paired visualized structure? 1. Superior vesicle artery. 2. Vaginal artery. 3. Artery of Samson. 4. Uterine artery. Or 5. Ovarian artery. And the correct answer choice is answer choice 4. Uterine artery. 
The structure described in the question stem is the cardinal ligament of the uterus. These ligaments contain the uterine artery and vein. Remember, the cardinal ligaments, also known as the transverse cervical ligaments and lateral cervical ligaments, are supportive structures located at the base of the broad ligament of the uterus. Each cardinal ligament arises from the cervix and lateral vaginal fornix and attaches to the lateral pelvic walls. Their main functions are to structurally support the uterus and house the uterine artery and vein. During hysterectomies, the cardinal ligaments are removed as they provide the primary vascular supply to the uterus. Care should be taken not to accidentally damage the ureters which run close to the cardinal ligaments. Let's now review the incorrect answer choices. Answer choice 1, the superior vesicle artery is the terminal branch of the umbilical artery that supplies the superior aspect of the bladder, distal ureter, seminal vesicle, and ductus deferens. It is not contained within a ligament. Answer choice 2, the vaginal artery is a branch of the anterior division of the internal iliac artery that supplies the vagina, base of the bladder, and parts of the rectum. It is not contained within a ligament. Answer choice 3, the artery of Sampson is a small branch of the uterine artery that runs within the round ligament. It provides the anastomosis between the uterine artery and the ovarian artery. And finally, answer choice 5, the ovarian artery is found within the suspensory ligament of the ovary or the infundibulopelvic ligament. This ligament extends from the ovary to the lateral abdominal wall. In summary, the cardinal ligament of the uterus connects the cervix and lateral vaginal fornix to the lateral pelvic walls. It contains the uterine artery and vein. And that's all for this review about the female reproductive anatomy. Hopefully that was helpful. This is the MedBullets Step 1 podcast, a daily audio review session by MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. Keep in mind that these podcasts are designed to go along with the topics on MedBullets.com, and in fact, you can listen to these episodes right on the MedBullets website or mobile app while going through the topic. If you've gotten any value from these MedBullets Step 1 podcasts so far, please consider leaving us a 5-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Also, if you are not already, be sure to follow MedBullets on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for daily high-yield content. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow, right here on the MedBullets Step 1 Podcast.